The Raffle League presents The Commissioner's Corner Podcast With your hosts, Andrew Smead and James Terhard Hey there everyone, you got Andrew here along with James Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Commissioner's Corner now, this Monday was Halloween. How was your Halloween, James? Uh, my Halloween was pretty good. Uh, didn't, I, I didn't really dress up on Halloween day itself. Um, some of my coworkers did, though. Uh, one of my coworkers went as another coworker. Oh, that's he fun. He wore a hat. But it was, it was pretty convincing. Like, I was, I was doing, like, double takes all day. Where I, I kept seeing, like, wait a second. That Randy? No, it's Alex, but he's wearing a hat, and Randy's like the only one that wears a hat. This is interesting because you might have just like, you might have just witnessed the start of like a long con. You know, they saw each other and they're like, "Oh my goodness, we could we could do some damage with this." And you you saw the origin of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it it actually like mess was like messing with me all day. Like I do double takes it's like in the per- when i see a shape with a hat on in my workplace oh that's rain it's like i looked it's like no that's not randy who are you yeah well, so that was, that was pretty spooky yeah oh for sure that that sounds a little unsettling at, at the very least um but now that now that halloween is over are you the type of person who is now on that christmas creep or or do you pause and you respect you know, you give respect to Thanksgiving before jumping over. Andrew, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like I'm not. I'm not on the Christmas creep, but nor am I on the Thanksgiving creep. I am. I am giving. I am giving Thanksgiving disrespect, but it's not even. It's not even to go on to Christmas. It's just like I just don't care about you Thanksgiving. Sorry. Okay. So when does when does the creep start for you then? feel like i can't i can't possibly get on the christmas creep until like snow starts falling sure. i guess we did we did get snow like it was like we got snow like on the 14th of october this year but like that doesn't really count because it has to like stick for at least a little bit and that really hasn't happened so so after after the first legit snowfall like that's when i can get on the Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I I would say I'm not on the creep yet um, fully, but I I am a little bit. But at the same time, I do want to, uh, you know, give Thanksgiving its due because I love a good Thanksgiving meal. Uh, Who out of our league do you think is on the creep the hardest right now? Who's the biggest creep in our league? Wait, the Christmas creep? The Christmas oh, the creep, yeah. Creep. The Christmas creep. Okay. Uh, who's who's the who's the Christmas creep of our league? Mm-hmm. I feel like it might be that for some reason Zach is coming to mind. 
That could be. Yeah, I could see that. It could be Matt Zabel because that is associated with, you know, possibly a break from school. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. He could be that. a big creep. Luke, definitely. Yeah, Luke's a big creep. Uh, when I think when I think of big creeps, I think of Luke. Yeah. Oh wait, what what am I talking about? Of course, it's it's Brain. <laughs> Brain is always on that Christmas. Creep. Yeah, <laughs> year three sixty five creep He's... for Brandon. Doesn't yep, just, doesn't take just, a day off from from creeping. You know, Clay respects the hell out of Thanksgiving, though. Like he's he's mad about people who jump over and start celebrating Christmas early. Yeah. I, I I was I was talking smack about Thanksgiving the other year, and Clay Clay just put me in my place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's never too early to start thinking about Christmas, and it's never too early to start looking at that playoff picture either. And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to look at each of the team's playoff chances and kind of talk about whether or not we think those are realistic or not. So, Andrew, what what's our what's our strategy for going through these uh, playoff odds? Are we start Are we starting at the bottom, working our way up to the top, top to bottom? Are we going to like work outside inwards, so like people least likely and then most likely, and then work towards the more bubble? Yeah. Are we doing a FIFO, first in, first out? A LIFO, last mm. in, first out? A lot of, a lot of different options. Um, I do think... Also stocking. Right, right. I do think the suspense is at the top. You know, we have a lot of teams bunched together at five and three. So why don't we go ahead and save that kind of for the end and, and get rid of some of these teams at the bottom and talk about those first and, and move our way up and, and build the suspense, you know, crescendo into it. Okay, I like that. So, well, if we're starting at the bottom, Andrew, Yeah, I, I don't like yeah, that. We have to start with. Um, ship, ship of Theseus. Uh, th- by the way, these are according to the Fantasy Football Hub website. Yep. Um, which uh, it's a pretty, pretty cool website. You can basically put in your league ID league you have into it and it'll just grab the data and they use they use basically like previous matchup data i mean i guess that's they they basically take like how many points you scored each week and then also your record and then they do some statistical calculations um, and kind of determine what your likely outcome is for the rest of the year Um, and that's how they generate like their playoff odds also based on uh, what schedule people will play for the rest of the year? Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the numbers we will be reciting. Um, they do not take into account like roster or anything. So like, if someone's team like just got decimated by injuries, like you will not take that into account. So it doesn't know that. Um, so this is just purely from past performance and looking at future schedule. Very well said. That was very well explained. All right, well, yeah, let's get into it. Ship of Theseus down at the bottom. The Fantasy Football Hub gives me a 0% chance, not even a decimal point, a full-on 0%. so low. And while I have to say that, like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to make playoffs. Like, we we know that that's going to happen. I think there still is a chance that, like, I could – you know, win my last six games and 
and finish seven and seven and, and have a fighting shot. It's it's not, you know, completely impossible. We've seen teams go on runs like that before, but uh, I mean, I'm I'm not going to make playoffs. This one's pretty cut and dry. See, Andrew, we've seen teams go on runs like that, but it it almost always requires a rebrand. And I already did mine. And you clearly. You, yeah, you already did yours. Or I mean, you just you can't you can't do another one. Or like I mean, you just your team name is too good. You can't change right. it. It's impossible. Yeah, I, I will say though, they give you a zero, no decimal points. But the rest of these, they go to two decimal points, <laughs> right? With their calculations. So so the implication is that they're giving you a what a zero out of ten thousand. Point zero zero four nine chance, basically. Like, yeah. Or less. Yeah, that's pretty low. Or or less. Yeah. Um, I I will say though, Andrew, it is it is mathematically possible for you to still right. make playoffs. I went I went uh into the playoff machine they have where you can pick matchups for the rest of the year, and I I found a way for you to make playoffs. And actually, it wasn't that hard. Um, you can. You can make playoffs, uh, you know, I gave you, uh, you know, assuming that you win out and have a record of 7-7. Seven and seven, um, It actually wasn't that hard to uh, basically make six teams have a record of six wins or lower. Um, and so you, you wouldn't even have to uh, win based on, like, a points for tiebreaker. Um, which, like, you know, if you went on a run, you'd probably end up in pretty good points for, so... It's mathematically possible, and like I, I, I think you have a. There are multiple ways it could happen. The problem is though, like there are so many more ways it right. couldn't happen, and like while your team doesn't seem like it's the worst in the league, I just I don't think you're gonna go undefeated. I think one loss will basically does basically take you out of. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I agree. And a couple of final comments before moving on. I do need to go seven and seven. You know, I, I do need to win out. And in week 10, all I think four of my starting running backs have a bye. And then my last three games are against Jake, number three in the standings right now. Luke, number two in the standings right now. And finally, James, number one in the standings right now. So That's a that, that is like the basically the worst possible gauntlet to finish. So um, while that seeing that zero is, is kind of hurtful, it, it does make sense ultimately. I, I personally will not be satisfied until you are mathematically right. eliminated. But enough about ship of Theseus. We got to move up to can't touch this. And not move up a whole lot. No, it's not a whole lot. Um he, he has one more win than you on the year. He has two wins. Um, and the Fantasy Football Hub gives him a 0.55% chance of making playoffs, which is more than zero, but not a whole lot. That's not, yeah, that's not a high number. Um, it, actually, it actually gives him a 0.08% chance to make the fourth place spot which would be something um, i guess that's because we have a lot of teams really bunched up at the top of the standings 
Um, yeah, I... You know, David has one more win than you, Andrew, but his his team is... It's looking, it's looking kind of rough. He's had a rough yeah. go of it as of late. Got some injuries... I think I think that point five five percent. I think that's about right. Is in like eh, it's mathematically possible, but like it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty tough. I think he's got a decent team, but injuries to Rashad Bateman and Mike Williams really kind of hurts his wide receiver core. There, he's struggling a bit in that position, and uh, yeah, just looking at his schedule too. He's got a couple of tougher matchups ahead of him. He's got to play Luke and Sean and both Clay and Zach, who are on a hot streak right now, too. So I think this is a probably pretty accurate percentage for David here. And unfortunately, you know, this was an even year. He was supposed to make playoffs this year going every other following his pattern, but uh, couldn't do it. And another interesting comment is, you know, we had him very high in the preseason rankings and he has fallen quite a bit yeah yeah uh I, we had we had jake pretty high i remember the preseason rankings and that has generally come true he's, he's one of the, the higher teams um, yeah no david i think we kind of missed on or you know just can't predict injuries and that you know getting injuries can always derail even the best even the best fall down sometimes. Okay, moving on to our third team here is Austin Clay on a win streak and a huge win streak. He's put up a ton of points after over these last three weeks. Um, he's sitting with about a 16% chance to make the playoffs and a 0.3% chance to finish in first place. So he's he's got some hope for that uh, bye week there too. But yeah, I mean, yeah this... he's he's one he's one game out of first place, which is crazy. Right. But yeah, yeah, Clay Clay's team is interesting, and he's going to be one to keep an eye on because right now he is second to last in terms of total points for. He's only ahead of David, so he's going to be losing those tiebreakers right now. But his team seems to really be coming together, and with Travis Etienne owning that Jags backfield all by himself. That's going to be a huge addition. So I believe this number of 16%, you know, is using more retrospective data. He actually has a higher percent than that. I'd put him closer to uh, 25%, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, fantasy football is a game of like, what have you done for me lately? And Clay's team has been doing well for, very well for him lately. And I think, well, he struggled to start the year. I think his second half of the regular season is going to be a lot more like his most recent games. Cause he does have, you know, players that started off a little slow or maybe start off a little injured or like, you know, in Tyree kills case, uh, uh, his QB got injured, but is now back. Right. Should be supporting him more. Um, and yeah. You know, George Kittle, you know, kind of off to a slow start, but now that, uh, I mean, honestly having Christian McCaffrey, there is probably just good for the 49ers as a whole um and yeah he even has michael thomas on his bench which like he might not come back at all this season but uh if he does you know that's another another reason why clay could uh finish with a good enough record to make playoffs so yeah i think i think 16 percent 
I, I bet it's higher than that. I push it. I push it up to twenty percent. Whoa. See, I think I think after hearing you go through that roster, I'm gonna bump it up even more. I'm gonna go thirty percent. His 30%. team just is coming together right now. Oh man! Like Dalvin Cook had a slow start. Etienne had a slow start. Tyree Kill had a slow start. George Kittle. Antonio Gibson seems to be doing fine with Brian Robinson back there too. And all of those players at the beginning of the year were scoring low points. And and now there's nothing holding them back. You know, now they're performing up to their potential. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say thirty five percent. I'm bumping it up. Did you say thirty five? I said thirty five, yeah. Andrew, I can't believe the recklessness of your predictions. Thirty five? I can't. I was gonna I was gonna bump it higher, but no, I refuse. I think it's less I think it's less than that. I won't okay. go higher than one third. I I mean as good as his team is looking now, he de- the fact that he's in a hole in the points for category i feel like that's that's gonna that's gonna hurt him going forward but that's but true yeah and his quarterback situation is definitely the weakest point he's got Derek carr or russell wilson to choose from right now which is not too great of a choice all right so next on our list um, we have busty rusty Sai Sung comes to you. Um, now this is interesting because uh, Sai is also at a record of four and four, um, and he actually he has a similar points for as Clay is right now. Um, and you know what? They actually have a very similar uh, playoff odds. Um, Clay's was listed at sixteen percent, um, and Sai's is at seventeen point. So that's pretty close. Yeah. What, what, what do you, what do you think? Do you, do you buy this? Do you buy that percentage? Uh, this one I do. Yeah. I, I think this is pretty accurate. He's got a pretty decent starting lineup, but he doesn't have a ton of depth. And I think ultimately that's what is going to hurt him, especially going through bye weeks. He's just not going to be able to put up the amount of points that he needs for any type of tiebreaker. So while he does have potential to, you know, score a good enough record to have to avoid any of that tiebreaker, uh, I think I think 17, 17.1% is pretty accurate. I, I feel like that's spot on. Yeah, I think I think that sounds about right. I wouldn't I would I don't think I'd bump it any higher. Side did just get a win this most recent week, but he's kind of been struggling because of, like you said, ma- mainly the lack of depth is probably going to hurt him with bye weeks and if he gets you know, an injury. Yeah, and one thing to keep in mind with him, he's got Adam Thielen at his wide receiver three, and how is his value going to be impacted now that TJ Hawkinson's on the roster? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, also has Kirk Cousins as his QB, though, so... Could that could offset a bit, yeah. Presumably would help. Uh, Kirk Cousins pro- hopefully will help the Vikings' offense in general. Um, but yeah, I definitely I definitely could see Hawkinson cutting into Adam Thielen's work maybe a little bit, just taking a few 
a few extra targets away from him. Maybe some red zone mm-hmm. targets. All right, next up. Yeah, this is kind of interesting here. It's going to be uh, Chicken Horse, Brandon, who is sitting with a record of 3-5 and five and 10th place in the standings. But he's here with the, uh, what, 7th best odds, 8th best odds to make playoffs. Um, that's sitting at 20%, 19.8, rounding up, because I like Brandon. I think a big part of this is his points for total right now. He's also, uh, he's 7th in total points for right now. And this is pretty interesting. Matt Zabel is fourth in points for, and he's only 2.3 points ahead of Brandon, who is seventh in points for. 2.3 points separate four teams right there in the middle. This is, this is a weird year, or at least this is a weird like midpoint of the year. I've never seen, like, I feel like every year we get kind of bunched up more and more. Uh, we, we're, we're all getting better smart and strategically and no one's doing anything too wacky and if you know if everyone's playing optimally then you would think that like you know the only variation is is just by random luck but it ends up evening out and yeah man the the points i thought that the record the the tied records were crazy but man yeah that points for spread is ridiculous yeah well brandon uh, another notable kind of stat in the standings there is Brandon's points against. He is uh, second highest in points against. So he's he's had some tough matchups these last few weeks where he scored a decent amount of points and just had an unfortunate draw in his schedule. Um, and I think, I think Brandon is the most dangerous team. Having both Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb is so scary to me because any week they could combine for 70 points. And and he's got a, a decent, you know, rest of his roster to kind of fill in there too and and put up a, a large total. So if he can make playoffs with this roster, I think he can he has the potential to score a lot of points. He has a very high ceiling. And uh and that's going to be dangerous come playoff time. So I think He's probably closer to about 30% as well for making the playoffs. Um, I would I would put Clay's chances higher, though. I would still put Clay above Brandon. But I think Brandon's closer to about a 30% chance. What What do you think? Is, is 20% accurate? Uh, yeah, I think, I think Brandon's probably should be a little higher just because we've seen his team can, can boom and win him weeks. Yeah, the biggest thing is just, you know, he's he's at three and five, um, and then there's you know, there's three teams ahead of him at four and four right now, and then you know there's the, the train wreck waiting to happen of the <laughs> of the teams at five and three at the top of the standings. So, um, yeah, he, he has the players that can put up points. It's just will they I don't know, put up points in a uh, in a pattern that will lead to him getting enough wins to get to the playoffs. And I think it's, I, I definitely put it lower than Clay, if only just because Clay already has a game up on him. And I, don't know, I think Clay's team is probably going to 
outperform Brandon's going forward, probably, or maybe about the same. Um, yeah, the, Brandon's variability. I think, I think I put it less than thirty, maybe like twenty, twenty-five percent. Um, yeah, I, okay. I think I put it a little bit higher than than his uh, eighteen or nineteen that he's at right now. Yeah, he's certainly going to need a little bit of luck on his side when it comes to matchups going forward. But we will have to see. His fate is in his hands, but also not because fantasy football is random to a degree. And um, that's my words of wisdom for this podcast episode. There you go. All right. Next player, uh, or next team, I should say, uh, the player is Matt Zabel. The team is the Chrome Domes. Um, and we kind of have a we kind of have a tear jump now. Um, we had. We had the two bottom teams, you and David. Um, then we had the kind of three long shots for playoffs, um, or you know, maybe dark horse candidates for playoffs. Now we're into like the this is like the the real contenders for playoffs. This is where the getting into the meat of the playoff race. Um, and currently, the person that, according to the Fantasy Football Hub, is uh, is just sitting uh, outside of the playoff picture, looking in. Um, well, that's Matt Sable because I already mentioned it. I forgot about that. But he's at uh, 48% or uh, 48.88, 49%. We'll just round up because we like Matt Sable. Um, so, yeah, about about 50-50 chance, they're saying, for Matt Sable to make playoffs. He also has a record of 4-4, four and four, like Cy and Clay. Um, but like we mentioned before, he has a points four um, a bit higher than them. He's in, yeah, fourth place, like we mentioned before. But it's you know it's very crowded. What, what do you think about Matt Zabel's team? I think fifty fifty is the perfect number for him, just because his team has been pretty inconsistent. He has players who should be performing well but aren't, and some players perform well when others don't, and it's it just seems very very volatile. Lamar Jackson's had some bad games. Derrick Henry's been really good, but A.J. Brown and Christian Kirk, like they each go into slumps every now and then. It it just seems very unpredictable. That's kind of the vibe that I get when I look at Matt Zabel's team. And not to mention, he doesn't have a ton of depth either. And so he he has the starters to get him into playoffs. But will they perform? I I don't know. It really seems like a coin flip. You know, we're going to need 50 coins and then another 50 coins to figure out if he can make it or not. The coin, hopefully the coins are minted. They're, they're the ones that are minted in Denver, right? Right, yeah. Uh, how, how do you feel about his 50-50 odds here? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I agree. Fantasy football, huh? He's got Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry. So pretty good. A.J. Brown doing very well. He, he kept Justin Fields, even when I kind of was clowning on him for it. Um, which, like, I mean, he doesn't need Justin Fields. He has Lamar Jackson. Um, I think Lamar Jackson had his... I guess his bye is coming up. So, yeah, he, he probably will need Justin Fields. And Justin Fields is playing a lot better, at least fantasy-wise. Um, as of Can I so. cut you off for, for a quick stat on that? Uh, yes, I love, love stats. Hit me with it. Okay. The last three weeks, Justin Fields has outscored Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Lamar's been kind of... He's been, he, hasn't, he hasn't been doing his best as of late. 
which I feel like Sorry, that... the last the last four weeks. Last four weeks. Wait, five? No, just four. That's it, just because five, five weeks ago, Lamar wasn't doing very well still. Um, but I think Justin Fields was doing even worse. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stop criticizing Matt Sable's team uh, composition. If he wants to keep Justin Fields, you know what? Seems like he was a good call. If he wants to keep Javante Williams in his injured reserve, you know, that's on him. He can do that. Maybe I'm the one who's dumb short-sighted yeah miracles happen every day you never know he could andrew what is the most recent miracle that you've witnessed in the last week oh my goodness i haven't been doing anything though ever since my exam i've just been sitting on my butt i I can tell you my miracle yeah tell me tell me your miracle okay so in in soccer on monday uh, that that's also what i did on halloween was i played soccer we did a double header so we played two games and in the first game, I scored two goals. Whoa! Yeah, I know. Like, talk about a miracle. That that's pretty cool. And the craziest thing is that, like, it was the exact same goal each time. Like, same spot on the field. Like, same. Like, opponent passed it up, and then I ran after it. Like, one touched it. Like, goal right side of the, the like ten feet away from the goal. Goalie came out. To his left to block it, and then defender was also coming from the left, and just threaded it to the right of the defender. Same, exact was same, it like exact a same goal? Both times. Was it like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, feel the dream or not? Uh, no, was no, it like a, it Joseph a Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Gordon-Levitt feel the dreams play? That was exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it was, Andrew. It's not exactly angels like in the that. Outfield. How did you know? Uh, I get my baseball movies mixed up. No, it was actually like my favorite Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. Um, uh, it's my favorite movie. But I'm blanking on the title. Uh, the, the the bike one. What's that one called? Looper. No, that is a Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. But no, the it's not the Transporter. That's the Jason Courier. The, it might be the Courier, but that sounds so bad. It can't be the Courier. <laughs> I think it's i'm pretty sure the plot of that is like the plot of speed with keanu reeves where where they can't it, the bus has a bomb on it and they can't right um, he can't stop biking or he's gonna explode yeah he can't like yeah there's a bomb on his bike and he can't he can't stop biking all all, all pedal no brakes otherwise he blows up and then mrs mcgillicuddy won't get her paper that can't happen is that what he's currying is it just newspapers? Yes, yep. Yeah. N- not only is he's he's currying newspapers and also currying favor with Mrs. McGillicuddy because he's he's running for city council and he wants her vote. Oh sure, he's yep. a busy guy, huh? Yeah, and that that's why it's my favorite movie. It's got multi layers. It's a complex narrative. Yeah, what an actor that guy. He kind of does it all, huh? Really so does. good in Field of Dreams, though, wasn't he? I know. Well, yes. You've been enjoying the World Series? <laughs> You've been watching the World Series? Big baseball guy? Uh, uh, I, wa- I, watch, I watch the Astros lose the first game. That's about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the Phillies. That's a creative name, isn't it? The Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> I'm sure there's some history there that I'm just ignoring. Yeah, probably. Now, I do have to say when you were talking about your, your soccer story, when you said you had a double header, I thought this was maybe like a cool new soccer move oh, that you man. invented. Oh, man, that would have been, now that would have been a miracle. I did get, I did get one header, but it didn't really come from that. Actually, it was kind of a double header because it hit, I think it hit off, it hit off my head and I headed it into like the defender's head and it just like okay. went away from the goal. Not That's a double That would have been crazy. So what was your miracle, Andrew? <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, yeah. This was my miracle. Sunday, this was my first Sunday not having to study for my exam in a while, so I go ahead and I order a pizza. And the pizza delivers around the time that they said that they were going to deliver it. And it's in a fine condition. Yeah. Okay. It's in an acceptable condition. Okay. Later in the day, I check my email, and I have an email from Domino's that says, "Sorry, your order wasn't up to your expectations. Here's a free twenty percent off coupon." Oh man! Did you just out of the blue? They they sent you? Yeah, I I didn't say anything. I didn't. I didn't. It was a contactless delivery, just 20% off. Huh. Do you think Does maybe, that like, I think that counts. That sounds like a miracle. Um, do you think maybe, now, I mean, it, obviously it was just a miracle, but if I were to analyze it further, do you think maybe Domino's just, like, they have such low, like, brand self-esteem that they just assume people are going to <laughs> Yeah. With their delivered pizza, so like ah, uh, like I'm um, like oh, here's your per- here's your pizza on time and in the condition we promised. We're sorry, ah, uh, yeah, our bad. Jeff Domino just has off. such low self esteem that he's always like apologetic for everything that he does. That guy oh, needs some more self confidence, yeah. huh? He does. You should you should talk to someone about that. But take pride in your work. Yeah, exactly. It's good pizza. It was fine pizza. It wasn't the best. Well, speaking of good oh, pizza. Oh, football. Yeah, fan- f- fantasy football. Huh. Next up is Sean Skurbeck in the source of error at 65% chance to make playoffs. That's a bit higher than 50. Mm-hmm. A little About bit more of a jump there, higher. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean has a record of 5. Th- oh, okay. Here we go. So... Get used to this record, um, because spoiler alert: all the rest of the teams we're going to talk about has have the same record, five and three. What, James? That can't be. We have five more teams after Sean's to talk about. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Everyone's five and three. You're five and three. You're five and three. It's bananas. Anyways, sixty-five percent. What do you think of that? Yeah, Sean is. Sean is sitting at the lowest of the five and three teams in the standings because of his low points four. But looking at his roster, I think he's kind of got a similar situation to Clay where retrospectively he hasn't been doing too well, but his team is really starting to come together now. 
especially at the running back position, he's really strong there. He's got Ken Walker, who's been phenomenal ever since his start. He's got Deontay Foreman, who's been doing very well in, in Carolina after McCaffrey left. You know he's got Saquon Barkley, and he's also got Tony Pollard, who you know put up 33 points last week. Zeke's got that injury. You know that's his fourth running back, and um, his wide receivers are pretty solid too. If Amon Ross St. Brown can stay healthy, you know that's that's a really good option there. So I think he's got a pretty strong team moving forward. I think he's above 65 percent, but not a ton. I'd put him at. 71 71 yeah yeah i i think he's i think sean is going to make playoffs i think he has the running back core and the extra pieces that he needs to keep himself in a playoff spot man by the way congrats to brandon this week for getting to face sean when he has uh let's see one two three four five six players on by um yeah i don't I think 60, yeah, it feels feels like it should be a little higher than 65. I'm realizing now that, like, these percentages we're giving out definitely are not going to, like, add up to right. numbers that make sense. Uh, like, if we, like, oh, no, this person really should make playoffs. I'd bump that up. Um, and then everyone is like, oh, yeah, it, yeah, everyone, our, our percentages are probably going to add up to Instead of uh, twelve hundred, add up to like fifteen hundred or something. But yeah, I, I'd say you know a little bit higher than sixty-five. I think Sean has a good chance of playoffs. Yeah, he's on a three-win streak right now too. So oh, if he yeah, can keep got, that momentum oh, he's got going, momentum. Mm-hmm. huge, huge in fantasy football. Keep, keeping the spirits of your players up—that's really big. Um, speaking of momentum, or they lack momentum. Our next team is kind of been going through a little bit, a little bit of a slide. Um, it was kind of up near the top of like the power rankings and standings. Um, it's fallen a bit, and that's Jack Attack, which is of course Jackson Chalio's team. He is listed at a seventy-five percent chance to make playoffs. How do you feel about that? This is going to be hard to hear, Jackson. I'm sorry, but. That is way, way, way too high. I think unless Jonathan Taylor can turn it around and be the number one overall pick that he was meant to be, I I don't see Jackson making playoffs. In three of his last four weeks, he scored 85 points or fewer. And Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he has that lingering injury. His second running back is Ezekiel Elliott who's dealing with an injury of his own. Um, he's got Mike Evans. You know, he's got Joe Burrow. But the rest of his team is just kind of eh. You know, yeah, I'm, it doesn't it doesn't impress me. It doesn't, it just doesn't seem like a playoff caliber team. I think Clay has a stronger team than Jackson right now. And uh, he's only at this place in the standings because of how he performed in the first four weeks of the season but a, a lot has changed to his team since then yeah yeah you're making a lot of sense Andrew um yeah you think it probably still put his chances above 50 right though Maybe like 55 60 I I would say 49 I would say 49 okay 
So you think it's it's just it's it's more likely than not that Jackson misses playoffs. Yes, but not by much. Not by much. I mean there there's still six weeks left. He could go, you know, two and or one and two in the next three weeks and then win his last three because of trades or injuries or whatever. You know, it, it's never too hard. Or you, you can never tell for sure, but um yeah, as of right now, how his team is looking right now, I would put him more on the outside than in. Yeah, also isn't, he's, he's middle of the pack for points four, which like a lot of people are middle of the pack, but yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't exactly have a, he doesn't have that tiebreaker advantage baked in. So yeah, I think, I think I might put him a little bit higher. I think I'd say it's more likely than not that he makes playoffs, but I mean, when when the you know when everyone has a five and three or four and four record, like it it doesn't take a lot. Like anyone has a chance of either moving up into playoffs or getting kicked out. Right. Yeah. These percentages could look very significantly different two weeks from now. You know. Um. So Andrew, it looks like yeah, we got another. Looks like another tier break. Um. For these. Oh wait, no. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. One away from another tier break. Um, still a bit of a uh, jump, though. Still a bit. Um, why, why don't you tell us about our next team? Yeah, this is Bug Type Jim Zach with a eighty-two and a half percent chance to make playoffs, according to the Fantasy Football Hub. Zach is on a five-game win streak. He started the season zero and three, and he's now at five and three, fourth place in the standings. Uh, how do you feel about that percent? Um. Well, uh, on the the ten thousand Monte Carlo simulations that my instance of the fantasy football ran has Zach all the way down at seventy five, which seems like a lot, a pretty big jump. Um. So, um. Yeah. I mean, Zach. Zach is you know talking about momentum. Zach is. Zach has all the momentum in the world coming off of a shellacking that he visited upon me, which was not fun, but I didn't have a good week anyway, so it might as well have happened. Um, yeah, Zach, I feel like I feel like Zach's team, he started out and had a lot of both underperformers or injury troubles or like people on suspension. He started out with kind of a bad team, but it's like okay, it could get better in the second half of the season. But even even with the bad team that I started off with, he still managed to get like more wins than he probably should have. Just you know, that's just how you know, the ball bounces way. He managed to get some extra wins. Um, I think, and now that we're going into the second half, I think like like the other half of his team has started to collapse with like injuries stuff um but that first half that was underperforming uh they're starting to perform up to expectations like kamara is you know really good now again and you know deandre hopkins is back and you know looks as good as ever um i mean he has you know he has dak prescott coming back from injury um, and also geno smith um so uh he he probably should have had a worse record and then now you know gets his steam and then rolls into playoffs, but he actually has a really good record and then his team is getting good. So uh yeah, I think 
even though it kind of looked like the sky was falling, um, I think Zach has a pretty good chance of making playoffs. Um, I think I'm not sure if I put it higher than that 75% though, just because it does still have a very low or not very low, but a comparatively low points for compared to some of the other people at the top. Um, and I also I'm trying like I'm trying to not have a recency bias since he did just put up a huge point total, but uh, I, I don't think he's going to be putting up 150 points every single week. I think some of his players are going to come back to earth. But yeah, I think 75 seems about right. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think um, I, I kind of go at the midpoint of our two simulations here, maybe something like a 77%, 78%. Um, Zach's team is really interesting. I mean, from the beginning, it, it seemed like he was going to struggle at the start of the year. DeAndre Hopkins suspended. Um, you know, he had both Michael Carter and um, Brees Hall who were going to be splitting time, which kind of limited him. Kamara was dealing with injury on and off, and, and Dak got injured early. And, you know, we, we kind of knew he was going to have a tough start. But like you mentioned, he, he's been, you know, starting to do good. Brees Hall looked amazing, and then he gets injured. So it's like, okay, Zach's team is going to drop a little bit. But no, he continues winning. And then Jamar Chase gets injured, so it's like, okay, Zach's team is going to drop a little bit, but he keeps winning. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of think that Zach's team is kind of like um, my favorite Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, Jurassic Park, how life just finds a way. You know you know when J- Joseph Gordon-Levitt says that famous line in Jurassic Park, that life finds a way. Oh, man. I, lo- I, I love how they, in that movie, they, they had the callback to his line in The Courier. Um, we said, must go faster, must go faster. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> Miss McGillicuddy needs us. So yeah, Zach's team just continues to find a way to win. And whether he's going to continue to do it at the pace that he has been, not sure. But I think he's got the roster solid enough to uh, get him in a good playoff spot. So yeah, I'll, I'll go 78% as my final answer. All right, I'm going to say 76 all right, all right. Now here, here's the tier break. Yeah, we, we are jumping up from the, the seventy-five to eighty-ish. We're jumping all the way up to the nineties for percent chance to make playoffs. Um, we got we got Taylor Swift's armpits, Jay Kester's team at 90, 90 right on the dot. Well, not right on the dot. It's basically ninety percent chance to make. Yeah, Jake's team we thought was good going into the season. Um, he was in first place uh, in our week four recap, um, and we, we were, I believe, uh, speaking very high, very highly of his team, talking about how he was unstoppable. And he's he, he's stumbled a bit since then, um, but he's still in the top three, and I think for points four. Still in the top three for points four. He's in the top three uh, records-wise because, again, everyone is at five and three now. And, yeah, uh, I mean, he has Josh Allen. Like, if you have Josh Allen, you're, like, your team, he, he can carry your team. He can make up for a ton of weaknesses that you might have on your team anywhere else. But, yeah, I think I think 90% seems pretty good. What do you think, Speed? Yeah, definitely agree. 
He's got a very solid team. You you mentioned he stumbled a bit, and that was true. But one of those weeks included Josh Allen on bye. And you know you're going to have a, a tougher week at that point. But if DeAndre Swift can come back to his full potential, that will be a, a huge addition. And then T. Higgins, you know, Cincinnati's number one wide receiver right now. And uh, he's got very solid depth, too, in, in my opinion. Um, he's got Marquise Brown just waiting in the IR spot, too, to help him out in the final playoff push and going into playoffs. So I, I think it's very, very likely that Jake makes playoffs, and I think 90% is is pretty accurate. All right, moving on up to team number two here. That's Lukington Conwanders, second place in the uh, playoff percents here, second place in the points four, second place, place in the standings. He's sitting with 95.3%, and uh, I think that's maybe a little bit high. Um, I think I like Jake's odds a little bit more, so I'd maybe move Luke to like an 89 or an 88. But I think he's got a very solid team, too, that's going to help him into playoffs. Um, Christian McCaffrey... Mark Andrews, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Olave, you know, th- these are guys that are, are performing very, very well this season and going to, you know, they've been performing pretty consistently well too. And I think that's really going to help, you know, keep generating the wins for Luke and get him into a good position to uh, make the playoffs. How are you feeling about uh, his chances here? Um. You know, I think I, I, I was going to agree with you and think, like, ah, I might bump that down to, like, closer to 90 just because, you know, the, stand, the standings are so bunched that it's easy to, it's easy to fall pretty quickly. Um, but then I saw, like, he he hasn't had Mark Andrews because he's been injured for a bit. But, like, I, I think Mark Andrews should be coming back in, like, the next week or two. Um, and that's, you know, he, he is a difference maker at that position. Um, and he's not as in his starting lineup right now, but he, he does have Christian McCaffrey in his bench because he's on a bye week. And, I mean, he just had a monster game. And, well, well he's not going to score, you know, 35 points every single week. He's going to be scoring a lot of points. And, I don't know, I think he still has Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, don't know, I think Mark Andrews, Patrick Mahomes, and... Christian McCaffrey. I think they, I'm pretty confident that those three, you know, assuming you know, the Mark Andrews comes back, I think they will do well enough to be able to carry Luke into the playoffs, um, even if the rest of his team falls apart. Yeah, yeah, that's some good points. Uh, one thing to note, uh, as you mentioned, Christian McCaffrey on by, and Luke is going up against Zach this week, the other five and three team, you know, just below him in the standing. So, that could be a pretty crucial win come end of the season. So that'll, that'll be a fun one to watch this week. Uh, why don't you take us out with the team on top? Uh, well, it's, it's yours, truly. It's a confused sneer, Cats. It's mine? It's mine, truly? What? No, what, oh. Andrew? <sighs> it's a figure of speech. Oh. Don't you, Andrew, don't you remember in the King speech where Joseph Gordon left? Had to overcome his speech impediment. Mm-hmm. We, we learned we learned a lot about you know figures of speech. 
like it yeah, was he went true. to speech coach. He went to speech coach Davy Jones. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. No, I I heard you. I heard you say yours, and and my mind just kind of shut off after that, and I didn't I didn't hear the rest of your yep. sentence. So. Um, yeah, it's the confused sneer cats. So I can see your confusion. <laughs> no, right. it's James Terhorst. Me, it's my team. It's my team. You got that? I'm a 97. <laughs> All right. All right. I won't get it twisted. 97. What does it say on yours? I want to know. It also says 97. 48% chance to get first place, which feeling good about that. Um, looks like. 68% chance to get one of the top two spots and get a bye week, which is feeling pretty good. See, I I have the most points for right now, and it's I have a, a somewhat of a cushion, about a 60-point cushion from the next closest, which I'd say that's about like, that's about like two weeks' worth of like points for... Wouldn't you say? It's like, I mean, it could happen in one week, but unlikely because it would have to be like Luke. Luke has, you know, a 140 game and then I have an 80 point game, which definitely could happen. So, so you know, someone would probably need two weeks to catch up to me in points for. I'm going to do my best to avoid that by just putting up points for myself. Um, I do think, I do think 97. 96 i think that's probably a little high just because i'm one i'm one game away from being like in seventh place you know probably not actually because i think a bunch of five and three people are playing each other so someone has to lose um but like it's just everyone being at five and three like all it takes is just you know a few unlucky weeks and all of a sudden like i you know all it would take is two two of my opponents to you know score big against me and no matter how good my points were is like I'm going to drop down the standings pretty far um so even though my chances to make playoffs are probably pretty high like I can feel fairly confident about that there's a slight chance I could miss them um what I think is a lot more likely than in these that these percentages don't show is that it's there's a very high likelihood that I drop out of the first two spots and into like, you know, the third, fourth, fifth, and even sixth spot, just because um, even if I have, even if I maintain my points for advantage, which certainly could change since we've got, you know, we've got six weeks left. That's a lot of, that's a lot of matchups. Even if I have a points for advantage, I could just end up with a worse record because there, there are a lot of teams that have the exact same record. Yeah. I'm going to echo some of the things that you said. Um, I do think you have the best team. I think you have the highest percent chance to make playoffs. But at this point in the season, with just how close those standings are, putting you at 97, just it, it just doesn't feel right. And, and I know these simulations don't account for injuries and, and that sort of thing, but I'm going to. Screw it. I'm going to account for those things. And I'm going to move you down to 93%. <gasps> no. You've got just such a solid, yeah. You've got such a solid team, though. I mean, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, those are such strong pillars. Like, e- even ignoring the rest of your team, those three are, are going to 
continue to carry you very far. And then if Josh Jacobs can continue to perform. You know, he had a down week last week, but other than that, he's been doing really good. You got Devontae Smith, you got Tyler Boyd without uh, Cha- um, Jamar Chase in there too. Yeah, and you've got some yeah, solid depth as well. Got got the Baltimore Ravens defense. Hell yeah, spent seven fab on them. No one else bid on them. I, I, I was uh, I was salty because David stole my bird team defense, my good bird team defense away from me. So I had to pick up a replacement bird team defense. Yeah, you know waivers are. Waivers are just like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's quote in uh, Forrest Gump. Waivers is oh, really? like a box of chocolates. Yeah, you wow. you never know what you're going to get. Oh, that's true. I think I even I put like, it's like, oh, I'll bid five on them because I really want them. Like, mm, I really want them, though. They have a good end of season schedule. You know what? Going up to seven. And then in the morning I opened up. I was like, oh, did I get him? Yes, I got him. Who, who, who did I outbid? even tried to get them yeah but in the end you got them and that's what that's what matters right exactly and they're going on bye week next week so i'll either have to drop them or get a replacement because i'm smart oh man yeah that's all right you can't win them all right no well unless you're joseph gordon levitt and angels in the outfield it's true well, they, they lost some games in that. They had to have lost a few, right? I don't remember it exactly. But he was he was an integral part of the winning streak where they did win them all in Moneyball on the Oakland Athletics team. That's right, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Who's on first? What's on second? Joseph Gordon-Levitt's on third. Joseph Gordon-Levitt on third. <laughs> and actually, Chris Pratt is on is on first. He plays third base because he has two names. Right. He's right up there in George Washington Johnson. <laughs> yeah, he's the third baseman as well, yeah. Uh, multi-sport athlete. Well, thanks for listening to our Joseph Gordon-Levitt podcast that, yep. uh, that sometimes goes on a tangent to talk about fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Uh, you know what, Andrew? Do you want to meet up again after... I don't know week 12 maybe with that i mean i don't know what you're doing in four weeks but that seems about right yeah that sounds no good promises, maybe, maybe if things maybe if the cookie crumbles a little different we can uh, meet up in three weeks what about tomorrow and we release another episode going into even more detail <laughs> oh i'm sure i'm sure the three people listening to this would love extra detail and more tangents all right yeah let's do it now i do have to cancel my uh i was gonna have a movie night and watch up yeah bruce almighty was it gonna be a theme for this movie night yeah joseph gordon levitt starting with bruce almighty oh nice yep that's That's where he turns he turns into he gets the powers of god which is so appropriate because i consider joseph joseph gordon levitt uh godlike figure in my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then in his uh edgy role of man on fire you ever seen that one with dakota fanning uh no i haven't who's jgl's in it though oh yeah he's up in it yeah dakota dakota fanning gets kidnapped 
Uh, Christopher Walken's in that one too. Just a great, great crew. Oh, wow. But yeah, I'll, I'll reschedule those so we can we can chat more. Well, thank you everyone for sticking with us through, and uh, good luck in the next few weeks here as, as the playoff push begins. And make sure not to uh, disrespect Thanksgiving, otherwise uh, Clay's going to come find you. Mm-hmm. He will. Trust me. Well, until we chat again, always remember to get your bum out the window. Wink.